I did go to the um, that Manly Pro. Um, Sonny Garcia was there. I think Kaipo. You know, it was a. It was Kelly was there. It was. It must have been like. I don't know. Early, early. Like I was real young, and I. It was my first experience of like frothing out on pro surface me and I was losing my mind and I was down at the water's edge and I was following them up the beach and I was back down the water's edge and I was following them up the beach and like and I chased Kelly up the beach and um and 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 he wasn't doing any autographs man and I was like and I just was this grom and I was like come on Kelly and he like turned around looked at me eye in the eye and just this steely gaze man and like looked at me and I was just like Frozen, stiff, frozen stiff. And then he like turned around and walked off and I just spent that moment, that's when I knew I was gonna beat him in New York. I was, I was a young kid, I froze. And, I, and still this day, I try and make sure I sign every kid's poster because of that. Like that interaction for me was like, whoa, what? that was gnarly. And so to this day, I'm like, I try and like, make sure those kids don't get that freeze, you know? And it's also why like, I get super pumped to come down here with Coopers and Linz and, and do this and with and rip curl say hey what do you, you want what do you want to do i was like i want to go and connect with all the groms like let's let's get them frothed up the swillians versus owen wright presented by rip curl and cooper's surf shop g'day swillians deadly here hey. happy new year how you going out there you all right what about Cyclone Seth? Are you oh, kidding me? What kind of mortal cone off was that shit? And uh, then the other big cone off going over at Pipeline. Jeez, there's been some viz this year. 2022 off to a flyer. Anyway, uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm recovering from the dreaded week out with the COVID. It happened. I got through it. Pretty sure Smithy got through his little bout too. Everyone's got it, mate. It's everywhere. You can't avoid it. Did you get it? Oh, man. Hope you got through it all right. We're really thinking of this Wellians. If you're sitting in a room, trying to find something to watch on the streaming sites, just doing your fucking head in. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too bad. Hopefully no one you love is being uh, affected by it long term. We're riding it out with you, Swillians. The good news is we've got a bunch of new shows launching this year, and one of them is about to launch right now. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. Welcome to Rip Curl and Cooper's Surf Shop presentation of a new Ain't That Swell show called The Swillians Versus. Uh, the idea of this show is to give you the keys to the asylum, you Swillian degenerates. We want you to ask the questions that no journo would ever have the minerals to throw down. Owen Wright is our first guest, obviously, and I have to say, after putting it out there, everyone was extremely well behaved with their questions. There was nothing tawdry or poor taste or scraping the sludge off the bottom of the barrel. Uh, And yeah, well, it says a lot about the quality of human that you Swellians are. I must say I was pretty fucking spewing that nobody dropped just a couple of below-the-belt uppercuts to the nut region. Hmm. Yes. Bit disappointed. But anyway, uh, there will be plenty more where this one came from. So stay tuned to the Swellians Instagram to uh, find out who our next guest is. 
sharpen that mud shovel, and start digging into the real tripes, Williams. Want to see you go. Get that shit that no one else can get. Anyway, uh, before we get into Owen's episode here, we're going to use the opportunity of these episodes to shed a bit of light on and celebrate some of the great local businesses, surf businesses, that have been supporting their uh, local surfers, board riders clubs, and the surf scene for years. And we're talking, of course, about your local surf shop. Uh, a place that, you know, when I was a grown man, you just you just wanted to spend time in them. And uh, they kind of went away from being that for a little while. I don't know when exactly, but yeah, they kind of lost that little bit of a... Not all of them, but just that little bit of community. But it seems to be just fucking back in a big way, uh, hanging out in surf shops, watching Stab Premium or watching the, whatever the latest surf movie was. That's why we used to hang out in them, just because uh, they always had the new vids. So you'd, you'd go in, get your Coke, get your Mars, get your diabetes, and uh, yeah, basically just sit there hanging out with whoever was behind the counter. Uh, but yeah, so I think we've already caught up with the crew at Board Store in WA, and we definitely recommend calling in there whenever you're in Dunsborough. But today we're going to focus on uh, Coffs Harbour. And we're going to catch up with the core lord, Shred Fiend, the madman, all-round legendary bloke, Andrew Lindsay, one of the great surfers of the region. And he's going to give us a bit of a look inside the iconic Cooper's Surf Store. So check it out. And uh, yeah, well done, Swillians. Well done for being so kind to Owen. Let's fucking get the knees ready for a fair bit of groin action for the next Swillians versus... Big thanks to Rip Curl for coming on board at last. Like, like a lot of grommets, you know, you, you dream of either being a pro surfer or owning your local surf shop. And obviously surfing didn't turn out and, you know, the next option was to try and buy the local surf shop. And I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to do it and, yeah, have a look back. It's, it's amazing. I pinch myself all the time. In the heart of Goombangi country, on the mid-north coast of New South Wales, you'll find the coastal city of Coffs Harbour. It's a classic joint, Coffs. On one hand, it's absolutely stunning. An oversized country town resting in the bosom of a spectacular hinterland, it's fringed by rocky nooks and pristine beaches, a myriad of setups for surfers of all levels and ability, and a wave can be found no matter what the swell or the wind are doing. A half hour's drive in any direction offers absolute seclusion. Some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, turquoise Pacific, classic north coast beaches and not a soul in sight the fishing and river systems in these zones are almost without peer the natural environment of coughs and its surrounds are heaven on earth and yet despite all this coughs has long suffered a bit of an identity crisis during the 80s coughs carried the reputation as a pretty tough highway town bikies amphetamines and violence with hills blanketed in clouds of poison to keep the bananas and the blueberries bug-free. It was a high-speed drive-through with a fast-food diet. It says a lot that a place so beautiful and with so much to offer was more famous for being home to a giant yellow fiberglass banana on the side of the highway than for anything else. And while it is fun to stop there every single time you drive past it and get a photo posing in the foreground, with the banana coming out of your pants like a giant yellow dick. 
Coffs is so much more than a big, cheesy landmark. Regardless of how it's been perceived over the years, it stands up as one of the most beautiful surf cities in the world. And the fact that one of the country's biggest and busiest roads runs right through the guts of the place, well, shit, that's hardly something you think about when you get coned off your dial with mates. Bob Cooper was just 23 when he first came to Australia from California in 1960. Think about that for a sec. 1960. That's pre-Beatles, pre-Stones, pre-Counterculture, everything, and he was already a travelling surfer. Although he was well known around Malibu during its heyday, he was not your regular surf star. And according to a surf historian, Matt Warshaw, Cooper was surfing's original beatnik. As his encyclopedia of surfing notes, Cooper was lauded for his Mount Everest beard, radical sandals, ah! spectacular shirts, and tunic of a thousand colours. As well as his ability to remain composed and totally unaffected, even at the most radical parties. <laughs> Fucking legend could hold it. The EOS goes on to state that the Bob Cooper Blue Machine signature model produced between 67 and 68 by Maury Pope Surfboards was the only board of the era to feature an ASIM setup. ASIM's in the 60s, man. Far out. What? After his initial visits and some travelling to and from the States and to Europe, Cooper settled remarkably in Coffs Harbour in 1969. This is, of course, a couple of years shy of the big counterculture country-feeling movement inspired by Morning the Earth and the formation of Tracks magazine that drew the surfers out of the cities and up towards the famously groomed points of far north New South Wales and Queensland. Bob had discovered his own slice of heaven and dropped anchor. His next step was to open a surf shop. You hear it a lot in different industries about these guys in the early days that have vision different than everyone else. You know, claw and whatnot, like rip curl. They just see things differently and they just go their own direction. And Bob was one of those guys. He's just like, no, this is what I want to do. You know, I want to, I want to have a surf shop and I want to sell all things fun. You know, and that was him and that was his attitude. It was rad. That's the voice of Andrew Lindsay. Born and bred, proud Coffs Harbour shredder, who first walked into Coopers to get wax, ended up getting spawned by the shop in his early surf career days, and eventually started working there before buying the business off Bob in 2004. Linz remembers the place as an institution for the surfers of Coffs, and Bob, well, he was the custodian of Stoke. As a grommet, you know, he was just a local lord, basically, you know, he'd be out in the surf, and it's, oh, it's Bob, he owns a local surf shop, and he'd come in, and he knew all the grommet's names, I'd say, hey, Linzo, he had his American accent, you know, he started looking after me, and, you know, flicking me wax and, and leggies and all those sort of things, and he was a really generous guy. That generosity and community engagement that Bob Cooper brought to Coffs through Cooper's surf shop is a legacy Linz has not only maintained, but taken to the next level. Today, Coopers is a huge supporter of up-and-coming talent and a major partner of the highly successful, loud and proud Coffs Harbour Board Riders Club. It's where it all starts, you know. If, if you're not part of that local community, you're not a true surf shop, really. If, if you're not embedded in that uh, Board Riders Club and, and part of it and, and behind it and nurturing it and you know, having, you know, putting days like today on just to, to see the stoke on the grommets' faces, the same as when we were grommets, you know, to get to meet a pro surfer, you never forget that. 
Lindsay's talking about the Rip Curl meet and greet day he's just put on downstairs from where we're sitting. Chopes warrior, Irukandji, Olympic bronze medalist and gath-wearing, white-walking, madman, Owen Wright has made the trip down from Lennox and he's joined by the electrifying North Narra CT hopeful, True Starling. They're here to hang out with the local Groms and give them a chance to meet some A-list pro surfer meat and bone in the flesh. Being a product of regional New South Wales himself, O knows only too well how rare it can be to have an actual pro turn up in your local surf shop. No, I just felt like, I felt, I felt so isolated when I was a grum. Nobody came in to me. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> I just remember hearing of these like lords, like Coyote, and like, when is he ever going to pass through here? And nobody ever came. <laughs> Lins couldn't get Otto to turn up in coughs either. But he reckons the town has certainly had its fair share of celebrity drop-ins over the years. Because we were on the high, Pacific Highway, you know, the crew would be going past all the time quite often, you know, different crew would stop in for a quick surf, you know, and over the years we'd have like Oki or, you know, Louis Egan or someone like that, and the whole town would be a buzzer, oh, Oki was down Macaulay's, you know, yesterday, Arvo, and like, the grommets that didn't see him would be just bummed on it, and there's no mobile phones or anything back then to flick a text around and go, get down here, like Ox here or whatever. And like crew to this day just still absolutely froth on that, you know, and, and, and haven't forgot it. So, you know, and what, what Owen done and True done today, they'll never forget that. And hopefully this year Owen goes and wins a couple of events and whatnot, and those grommets, will, the penny will drop, they'll go, hey, he was here, I went surfing with him, you know. That's when it'll really, really hit home for him. And uh, I just love seeing the smile on the grommets' face. And, and to have the opportunity to do that and provide that stoke, it's special. I, I, I get absolutely stoked on it. Sadly, Bob Cooper would pass away in February of 2020 at 84 years young. But not before the little surf shop he started way back in 1969 hit one of its greatest milestones. So we had our 50th anniversary, Cooper's 50 years, uh, in 2019. Him and Wills, his wife, made it to that, which was super special. Um, and he, yeah, he had health issues going on and whatnot, and unfortunately he passed, so that was in November. 19 and he passed away in the February after that 20 so but it was you know I was super humbled to be able to um, for him to be able to attend it with Wills and you know it's been an institution you know forever and I'm humbled to be able to you know keep flying that flag for for Bob you know because you know I was that froth and grommet you know and for me that's what it's about as much as anything else just froth and grommets out and seeing them stoked R.I.P. Bob a true original in surf, and your legacy lives on with the store that bears your name, mate. And you're still the only bloke who's ever appeared on the cover of Australia's Surfing World magazine, sitting in a tree. Legend. What started as a little front window on the Coffs Harbour jetty is today five flagship stores on the Coffs Coast. There's a Cooper's at Tormina Gardens at the back of Sawtell, one at Woolgooga, one at Coffs Central, one in the Park Beach Plaza, and the board store in Orlando Street at the Jetty, where Linz and I sit today. Then there's the Cooper's online store as well, which offers one of the largest range of in-stock boards in the country. Like Coffs itself, Cooper's is booming, and the local surf scene has never been stronger. But you get the feeling the cough servers have always known just how good they've got it. This place breeds a certain type of animal unlike anywhere else in Australia. Tough, stylish, underrated and slightly mad, with an underdog mentality, up for the fight. 
consider some of the region's greats and you'll see the common thread. Eric Mercy, Andrew the Black Ock Ferguson, Linz, Jake Sharp, Mark and Madison Williams, Lee the Ewok Winkler, Otis Carey and Billy Keane, just to name a few. And just out of town, you've got Trent Munro, Sage and Heath Josky, Carly Shanahan, Sammy Carrier and Sean Cansdell. Are you kidding me? That's a fucking roll call of skits, rail shamans, trailblazers, free ballers, air pigs and cone fiends if ever there's been one. And with crew like Will Martin and Rosie and Creed Smart flying the flag for the next generation, maybe the best is yet to come for the Coffs Coast. You can bet your life on one thing, Coopers will be there all the way. For the locals and for anyone else who wants to visit Coffs and tap into the magic of the local surf zone, call in and tell them Smivy and Deadly sent you. And who knows, maybe Linz might sling you aboard or a weddie or a pair of boardies or a block of wax like Bobby Cooper did to him when he was a grom. You know, as a, as a frothing grommet, I think every surfer's grown up in a surf shop somewhere. You know, that's where you, that's part of the passion. You know, you, you live for the ocean, you live for the beach, and you live for going in your local surf shop. Cooper's Surf Shop Coffs Harbour. You fucking beauty. This episode is brought to you by Rip Curl and Cooper's. To check out one of the largest ranges of in-stock boards in the country... Visit coopersboardstore.com.au presents The Swellians versus Owen Right The first question comes from This Is Bub who has a tidy little glute setup in his minuscule Instagram profile pic and he wants to know G'day her mad gentleman Big O Would you take on the swelling and kingpins in the water aka in a heat uh, Smivy and Rinse Corn versus the Big O Four Waves Counted versus two Gas Mandatory Wonder Who Would Win UTFS Keep on boys Thanks bub Owen. I reckon we could do that for sure. I reckon that'd be good fun. I reckon we. I reckon we'd be better off teaming up. Yeah. How would we do this? This would be great fun. Let's start our own board riders club. Get Coopers <laughs> to sponsor us and go in the ABB. Helmets mandatory. must mandatory. Yeah. Just on the helmets, like, what? Uh, where are you at with them these days? Are you wearing them, you know, only in ways of consequence, or are you sort of finding a, you know, different different surf and different occasions to? I'm I'm wearing them more and more. Yeah, it's it's been I I I'm starting to get really used to them, really comfortable with them. And um, yeah, obviously waves of consequence, are no doubt at all. Sometimes in the small beach breaks, I don't wear them. But um, yeah, in that four to six feet range in the beach breaks now, I've been whacking it on. I was a bit disappointed that you weren't wearing the gath in the Olympics. <laughs> I really thought that that would have been the, the time and the place to put it on. Hey, yeah, big Irukandji across the back. Yeah, would have been all time. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah, um, I should have had that on. What about you, Linz? Is there? Uh, is it? Have you noticed like an, an uptake in helmet sales in the shop? Do you see all gas in there? Or is there yeah, any yeah. reefs around here? I don't know. Danny Johnson, who hosts uh, the Stab Podcast, uh, the Drop, he almost died. He hit his head on a little reef around here when he was a grom. Had to get resuscitated on the beach or something, and. Um, Really came close. Have you noticed that, that kids are actually finding helmets a go-to? Probably not so much the surfers. It's more the, the foilers. 
those things are gnarly. There's some bad injuries come from that, and it's most foil, foil guys wear a helmet these days. So we sell them quite a few more more in that area than than surfing, actual surfing. Well, okay. Well, uh, I've noticed lots of groms are wearing them. Like you know, if you go down to like a, a little tiny grom comp, especially under 11s or something, there's heaps of kids just paddling out with uh, helmets on. It's good to see. I'm backing it. Yeah, I'm backing it. And how's the head, mate? Speaking of helmets. Yeah, the head's good. It's um, it's uh, you know what. Everyone's head needs work, and, and mine's taking a bit of extra work. <laughs> so I, keep, I still, um, I still check in with it, and still continue with like trying to improve some of the, some of the neurological pathways that, um, that, uh, I guess impact my surfing, and trying, always trying to keep sharp and fix them up. Pretty pissed week if you ask me. Jay Burke wants to know, oh. Do you have to pay for anything anymore now that you're an Olympic medalist? Like, do you just walk into shops and they just throw hamburgers at you, or I don't know? Like, you, well, when you I go got, to Coles, do you just walk out with a free trolley? Like, what? How does it work? Well, when I got back to Lennox, I, I walked into a couple of shops and here you go, here's your brekkie burger, and you know, on the house, it was a few high fives and whatnot. That was really cool, and um, yeah, felt felt a little bit special there, but. Um, What's been the biggest benefit of being a, an Olympic medalist? Like, what's been the, the one change that you've just gone, no way. Honestly. I'm a legend. Honestly, I, I, if I hadn't won that, well, I won the Olympic medal, right? But then I also fell off tour. And I also got back on tour because I was probably an Olympic medalist. So, in some sense, it gave me the gift of the tour again, which is my life and everything that I've, you know, got going on. So, I'm cheering at home. I'm frothing. I'm I'm still got a shot in the, in the big leagues, mm. so I'm frothing. And mate, uh, I was talking to a guy downstairs. Uh, he was saying like it, the dialogue around the Olympics is you'd rather win a bronze than lose a gold. Yeah. Uh, and you can kind of see that with Kanoa. You're just there, sort of doing the fist pumps and the irukanji stingers, and like he's just sitting there like he's sucking on a bat wheelbarrow full of lemons. <laughs> just the sourest human alive. Can't even believe it. Uh, were you sensing his disappointment? Oh man, I um I I could sense his disappointment, but I didn't understand it. I was I was just over the moon, man. Like it wouldn't have mattered any medal, but to be honest, I think like I I had heard before the Olympics started from the tennis players, like oh you 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 know you're better off winning the bronze medal match or winning the gold medal match than losing any of those matches, man. And or losing the medal match, apparently that's the most sour position ever. The bronze medal match, losing that one, Ooh. apparently that one's real real nasty. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, Niggs wants to know. Oh, and uh, this Yeah, Niggs is a Swellian supporter. Diverse aircon. Get it? If you're uh, up there between the Goldie and Brisbane. Straight to the point. Will Owen still be battling, batting solid for a world title for the South Coasters? He's in some pretty mad form. And does he need to be extra careful with when to ride that short board that he dreamed up? <laughs> that short board that Kelly Slater told you about in your dream. Yeah, maybe he's trying to screw me over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you and Kelly, it's a good, it's a good uh, one. Uh, yeah, mate, what do you think? Yeah, no, um, still going to be, still going to really. I felt like I was in mad form last year. Mm-hmm. Didn't get some of the results that I was after, um, and uh, didn't some of the results on tour didn't go that way. But it, it shone through in moments, and I'm hoping to bring some of that same form. And, you know, that, that's the beast of the world tour. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. And, and, and I'm thinking that clock could turn and spin around and, and uh, I, I could be, you know, some of those heats I was really close to making. So I, I'm still fired up to be there batting away for the South Coasters and, and the Aussies. 
Um, but yeah, that that short board, you know, that's been a conversation with DH and I, mm. and um, and we've uh, and uh, it was a little bit short at times last year, uh, and but we rode some really small waves last year, so it was kind of a bit of a same same. Um, Can you just describe for us, mate? Um, and Lindsay, I'll actually got a question for you after this, but uh, describe the feeling. We would mention it downstairs, but when. You know, guys like yourself, um, Michelle Perez would be another one. Um, guys who are probably looking at Chopes as their, you know, their ticket back onto the tour. When mm-hmm. you woke up that morning, uh, already knocked out of the event to be told Chopes was out. Yeah. Can you describe that feeling in that moment? It was a bit sickening, to be honest. We were, I was laying in bed. I was, I'd had a few beers the night before, slightly hungover. And, um, and then it was like, the next event was cancelled and so that was like when you're surfing an event you know it's your last event is you know you should always surf like that but if we knew that this was the last event man i would have been you know a lot more cutthroat mm. if it was like this is it this is because you got knocked by mikey in that comp too didn't you? i lost to mikey in that heap i didn't get knocked i got knocked by leo ah yeah which is like a little brother to me anyway mm. like he's lived at my house for months and months on end and whatnot and um yeah it, it didn't feel great, man. I f- Seriously, it was a real weird morning. Mm. It was like, and I was talking to Conor O'Leary and Michelle and we we're just like, wow, like it's done. Oh. It's finished. Jeez, it's tough for Michelle, mate. Like he was surfing Halley Eva that good, former event winner, just got knocked the other day. So he's, he's looking for a wild card, I suppose, into Chopes. But geez, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I feel for Michelle, like that was... Yeah, he's in some red hot form. But last year, um, as you can see, there's there's a lot of really good surfers in that bottom bottom fall, fall off. Mm. Um, and Michelle was one of them, and I was one of them, and you know, Conor O'Leary. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping Michelle. I don't think he's finished. I think he's still one of the best, most powerful freaking hacker in the world. Mm. True. And then just on the boards thing, Linz, uh what's moving? Who's 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 Sending them out the doors at the moment. My JS, you know, JS and Firewire are probably leading the race. They have been for quite a while now. Um, consistently come up with just models that work, mm. appeal to the right customers. Um, they're doing a really good job. Um, Sharp Eyes on Tear, um, they're getting some traction all the time. DH is obviously always rock solid. They always yep. have a fantastic product and, and they tick along nicely. Gee, Sharp Eyes, it's, it's got that whole... Um Hypto crypto whiff about it, hey! Like just everyone on it for a hot moment. I just wonder, you know, he's got really good team riders as well that uh, you know, appeal to a lot of people. So got a huge stable of team riders, Sharp Eye. Mm. It'll be interesting whether they maintain that going forward. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see. Always good to get an insight on what boards are moving. I find it fascinating. The, the influence of Stab on that board market is huge, though, right? Stab it does. In the dark and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. But for us in Coffs Harbour, it's more about the right local people riding what they're riding. The likes of Lee Winkler, Jake Sharp, you know, they're absolute legends, and they 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 still tear to this day. So they have a huge influence. Wow, so that's what so cool. goes out our door, yeah. you know, and they're they're ambassadors for us with our team riders and whatnot. And what's Wink know, riding these days? He's on JSs. Yeah, he's riding JSs and still tearing. Far out. How good's Wink? What yeah, a legend, the Ewok. Yeah. <laughs> you ever surf a heat against him? Oh, no, I didn't. No, no. But uh, many against Jake Sharp. 
And I was surfing with him out there this morning. He's mm. absolutely flaring. Uh, get back on protection, you mug. Here's one from uh, Stuka. Remember when O stuck at the Kelly in New York? Legend. <laughs> we can take it as a comment, but we've got to revisit this heat, mate. So good. Like, you're over there in New York. Uh, it was the second of three finals in a row. You versus KS. Yep. It was one and two going at it. Yeah. Um, what do you remember that time? And, uh, I mean, far out. New York. 300 grand, though. Like, has anyone been handed a check that big since? No, no one. It was the only, only one of its kind. And almost feel like it was made for Kelly, that event. Mm. And, like, he was in red-hot form. He was in his, you know, his prime, basically. Still on the quicks. Still stickers. On the, he was on the quick stickers yeah. at the time. So, pretty much everywhere you went in the event, there was a poster of Kelly and his face. And, you know, this is Kelly's event. Just stealing your eyes. Just yeah. piercing your soul, making you freeze every time you walk down the street. <laughs> yeah. But, man, um, it was just this, this event where... I relieved a bit of a pressure valve. You know, the waves are terrible. It was supposed to be dead flat or if not just breaking. So I'm like six foot three, 10 kilos heavier than everyone. I'm like, yeah, well, I'll just go into town, check it all out, have a great time in New York. We're in New York. What surfer's ever been in New York? You know, so we were in there just having a great time. And then all of a sudden this hurricane swell turned up and it turned into a perfect left point break. And I was like, let's go. And yeah, got all over the final. I was in the zone, feeling good. And... Um, I just got out there and I just felt like I wanted to take the first wave off him. Mm. I got that. And then um, I just kept building and he broke his board and it all fell apart. So it, was, it just felt like a real, like, just to, you know, kick your back after taking the one from Chokes from us under, underneath my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, psycho final. Couple of big puns. So Kelly had a magic semi, though, to beat oh. Taj. I think he did, like, what version of the Kelly copter and uh, pulled yeah. off some f- fucking psycho full rotor yeah. but um, what do you remember that time mate because when Kelly senses a threat the mind games instantly uh, increase like he, he if he senses a real threat or a real rival pretty much he just goes into turbo fucking weird mode don't you reckon like did you have many encounters with him in that little time that you found to be you know as stressful as getting frozen out by him when you were 11 <laughs> you know no I, I actually I actually really enjoyed all my experiences with Kelly because I somewhat like my dad was super close to me and we always spoke about Kelly, you know, like, you know, kind of as the pinnacle and he kind of was like, kind of broke him down in a way that I was like, yeah, you can beat him easily. Mm. So it was like, every time I come against him, I was like, yes, let's go. And so a lot lot of the times my best would come out too. So I did some of my best surfing and I had some heats of trestles where I was pulling out nine, nine sixes and stuff to take a win and things like that. So I, I, I can only thank the guy for what he, you know, what he brought to my game. Mm. Yeah, well, I liked it. That's awesome. And what, has he ever c- passed through coughs, mate, to your knowledge? Has he ever stopped and had a little surf at Gallows or nah, he's Macaulay's? Been, I've spoken to him a few times, bumped into him different places and whatnot, and he's pretty keen to play. He's into his golf, so he's pretty keen to come here and play Bonville, Bonville in National Golf Club one oh, day. Yeah, so of I reckon we might get him at some stage. You know, once all this COVID stuff goes, and he can probably spend a bit more time back in Australia again. Hey, Pastor Casey wants to know: Oh, who will win a world title next, besides a Brazilian, an American, or an Aussie? Uh, I guess he's saying, uh, what nationality will be the next to step up outside of those sort of dominant Out, outside forces? of those? Mm. Um, I think maybe Japan or Indonesia or uh, you know one of these regions, France. I mean, uh, Joanne Fay went pretty close last year, and. It's a world title? Like, yeah, I think there's pockets that could potentially produce 
I'm, a world title in the next couple of years. I'm thinking I'm thinking um, France with uh, Cooley Vast. I'm digging his um, I'm digging his barrel riding. He's got the the minerals to get a world title. I like it. Wow, yeah. that's a huge call. Yeah, I reckon he can win in good big waves. And then I've seen him really improve. So like, you know, to to those in those beach breaks, and he throws buckets. Man, he's a big, he's, big frame. He's on a wave, big snapper. He? He's got a big mean backside. Put that at Bells. Put that at J Bay. Mm. Tweak it up a little bit. I reckon he's. I, I reckon that's and Gathwera. And there you go. Most importantly, Gathwera. Gathwera, mate. Right there. Yeah, big time. Who's uh, <laughs> that's a big so he's from uh, Tahiti, right? Tahiti, yeah. So, but that's yeah, tied in with Europe. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Like now yeah. that the Olympics is in, the Hawaiians and the Americans are, are really sort of getting bunched, yeah, they're getting thrown in the same. It never really has been that way in surfing, yeah, it's been a bit separate, hasn't it? Mm. But now it's a um, yeah, like the Olympics is a universal language that everyone knows, mm-hmm. um, gold, silver, and bronze, and the countries that are bunched, so. And Linz, what do you reckon out of coughs, mate? Who's the who's the next big star? Uh, far out, some good surfers that come from this town. Wink, Cansdale, Carrier, as you mentioned. Uh, but who's going to be the next guy to, to challenge for that? We've got a heap of comments coming tour. through. There's, um, guy or girl, sorry. Both guys and girls. We've got Rosie Smart. She's um, been you know in the top three or four for her age the last you know probably six years, and she's only mm. probably about fifteen or sixteen now. And she got second in a QS down at Port Macquarie last year. So um, she's got a huge future. Great. Very good surfer and very smart kid um, by name and nature. And uh, little Will Martin, he's going really well. You know, not a long way to go, but yeah, he's ripping. He's had some great results over the years. So, so there's a little push. There is. And there's, there's quite a few younger ones coming through as well. Dog. Oh, sorry. McDevitt Electrical. Did you know you had a future in public speaking after your interviews in Typhoon Wasabi and the Kung Fu Kids? <laughs> is this an old uh, ASL video or something? Yeah, it is. It's, it's an it's a old ASL reference. So, uh, love you, Big O, McDevitt Electrical says. Uh, yeah, so what do you remember of those? Like, uh, sort of first sojourns overseas to make uh, fucking surf movies and the dream sort of coming to life with you and all your peers? I mean, that's... Was that a, one, a Hot 100 trip even? It, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's... Um, that was like back in the day to be taken on the hot 100 trip like you're selected like the one of the six or one of the maybe 10 and 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 to be taken on that trip to make a movie you're gonna be in a movie you got the interviews you got you know your sections coming up you know you didn't know where you're going um that was like the pinnacle man mm. like your year's done like you might not have won but you could just get this rad who clip. was on that trip with you guys julian julian did he do a sushi roll on that trip? He did. That was the first yeah. ever sushi roll, sushi roll made ever. Probably still one of the only. Never seen again. <laughs> Never seen again. <laughs> Thank God. Pretty was, rancid move. It was way confusing. <laughs> <laughs> sort of gone the way of the Superman, eh? So tech, though. Yeah. yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you sort of like, did you know you were on your way by the time you sort of like were in, in that sort of zone? Like, was there a period in your childhood where you were like, fuck, I'm actually... I'm actually cooking here. I'm, I'm on. You know what? There's something about m- m- myself as a child that, like, I, I was helping the Rip Curl Grom Search back. No, oh, Grom Search was Rip Curl Pro Search or something. And that mm. was it's a junior thing, and um, I was r- a real young kid setting up flags and just absolute froth and grom. Dad took me down the surf comp, and I was, you know, 
changing the flags over because it wasn't it wasn't like on a timer or anything it was just you know change the flags orange flag green flag red flag and um i did it all event and then they, they did the presentation and they got me up there to thank me and they're like oh what do you want to be when you grow up and i was like a professional surfer and the whole crowd laughed and mm. i was just like what and he was like what about a flag bearer and i was like no professional surfer <laughs> walked off seriously I, honestly, yeah, who's laughing now hey, yeah, hey, hey. honestly that's all I wanted to be and that's all I, I felt like I was so I loved it that's, that's all, so good yeah I just I, and, and doing all that stuff it kind of just was like yeah this is what I'm supposed to be doing did you get a wild card into bells at a pretty young age I got a wild card into pipe at 16 wow yeah. pipeline pipeline yeah how was it maybe being 15 yeah so and I had um, Kelly in a heat so you had a wild yeah. card, not, not in the trials, like into the main event. Into the main event, yeah. At 16. Against Corey Lopez. Um, oh, that is and, up, and Kelly. Was your brain just like exploding? It was the best ever. Like, it was losing my mind. Loved it. And I was this like fresh-faced little grom, just losing his brain, surfing the pipe masters. You know, in his board shorts that were three-quarter length. <laughs> Far out. Loved man. it. And it, what, did you... Get through the heat or? Um, I made through one heat, yeah. I made through one heat and then um, bowed out, but it was pretty fierce, man. It was fierce. Like, these boys didn't want to lose to me. You know, it was, it was, it was tough. Like, um, pretty heated heat with Corey Lopez, but then, like, but also he had, like, mad respect because I was not giving him an inch, you know. Mm. Like, I was, I was pretty, I was, I was not one of those kids that kind of was starstruck. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, this, I want, I want this. You know, so. That is fucking unbelievable, man. Yeah, it was really cool. Wild card into the Pipe Masters at 16. Who beat you? Um, Kelly, yeah. <laughs> he won that heat. And then I think Corey Lopez. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, those two. Those two. I mean, I was, Corey Lopez is still one of my heroes, man. I mm. absolutely love him. Like, yeah. Still this day. Oh, you two are similar in a lot of ways. I mean, <laughs> the waves that you both love, the yeah. game, the whole thing. Yeah, like waves that, waves that he's paddled, like sometimes my forehand carve, like I love to, to put it into a slide like he does. Mm. My layback, my my front arm's not like as picture perfect as like some of the other guys. It's kind of like a bit gangly and whatnot. And I love that. I don't know. Just a lot. I've always really loved Corey Lopez. This oh, man, so yeah. big, big fan of the Lost videos when you were a girl. Yeah, massive. Yeah, man. Me too. And his airs, like I loved his, his straight airs and like it was always, they just were just on different angles to what, you know, everyone else was and I kind of felt like that when I was, used to do my slob airs and stuff like that and like they were on kind of awkward angles and shit mm. like yeah unreal pretty piss week if you ask me Ben Hacho mate of yours I know a couple Hachos but yeah. I don't know well, Benny Hacho wants to know do you miss Calbara? Uh an Aussie pipe I do yeah Aussie pipe is such an awesome place man and so it's Calbara, but I mean, Aussie Pop, more so. Like, mm. it is one of those waves you sit at in Oz and you just get this special feeling, eh? It's fully got its own... It's, it's fully got its own energy. It's, so, it's oh. like a... It's like a... It exists in a... Uh, well, it does exist in a bay, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's its own universe. And when you go there, it's it's like every page of Surfing World in the 1970s just starts bouncing out into your brain. And you would have done trips down there too, Lynn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's got some mystique to it, and you know, you mm. think back and you think photos of Richo and Oki, and they tend to lurk down there a fair bit. And 
that springs to mind when you think about Aussie Pipe. Those guys ruled the place. Oh, man, Pagey, he did uh, a lot of time down there too. And uh, mm. Yeah, like, have you got memorable sessions from, from down there, mate? Oh, just all of them. Like, I used to drag... Beg my dad, come pick me up, take me to Aussie Pipe. We used to be surfing Aussie Pipe till dark, coming home at like eight o'clock at night, getting pizza on the way home, man. I just, we lived and breathed Aussie Pipe. My dad actually said, if you can surf Aussie Pipe, I'll take you to Indo. So I was in Indo by the time I was eight. So you did a mass. It's just like, describe the wave though. Because like you hear Aussie Pipe. I remember when I was a girl when I first saw a photo and it was Big Aussie pipers. I think it was that one of Oki with his arms, you know, hands in the air. I'll, I'll whack it on the gram. But uh, it was like, whoa, there's a pipeline in Australia. But it's one of the funnest, sickest setups. And like from two foot, basically, to, you know, as big as it can hold. Mm. It's just the sickest. Does it sort of describe what, like the wave itself? There must be just like this piece of reef that sticks out a fair way in the ocean because like, the waves peak up and you can see them coming from a mile in. So mm-hmm. you know this like perfect A-frame is coming towards you. like, And it just keeps coming and keeps coming. And then it gives you this like, doesn't like slab fully off the takeoff. So it like, just gives you this easy let in. So it's the perfect way to like, if you want to ride a barrel, you've got a, a let in and then it goes into this horseshoe like bowl. And so you're just pretty much rolling in to this like horseshoe bowl, getting this tube. And as a grommet, you're just like, Man, like it's it it's if you want to learn a barrel ride, you want to learn to have a go. That's it. Like it's shallow. It's got you get wiped out. Like it's you know there's kanjis on the bottom, so it's not too bad. But there's you know. And then man, like it's either the best ramp you've ever seen coming at you, or the sickest cutty section because it's a nice steep little sort of cup. Well, you know what? Actually, just look at Richo photos out there all those years. Oh man, on the single, he's just absolutely buried. Well, you know what? Do you know I had always surfed. Aussie pipe as a barrel wave mm. and then Aussie right come down and surfed Aussie pipe and man it was like this was like my hero like I was like no way like he's here and he raced from so Aussie pipe has this peak and he took off up at learners right which is up to the side but this wave can sometimes join up to the mm. main peak Aussie like raced along and just did this massive straight air over the main peak and like launched off the main peak and then landed back into the bowl and like made the thing and i was just like there's a new way to surf aussie <laughs> like, and, and that was back that was way oh, back yeah. when i was a grom and then now this is where everyone does their airs this is the whole the whole all the movie clips everyone oh, mate. yeah dion ando and uh, yeah. harry bright and all those guys have just turned it into the biggest skate ramp but aussie aussie before anyone mm. i've seen this before anyone i've never seen anyone do anything like this man and still to this day, they haven't done what I've seen. He raced from learners and aired the peak. Like, I don't even know if I was a kid and I've seen shit, but man, he was just launched as like yeah. the whole thing. It was mad. Hey, all right. Ollie Ox, is the big O going to take a run at Chopes 2024 Olympics? And who else does O want to see in the Irukandjis? You said an awesome thing downstairs before in the, the Cooper's Q&A, mate. And that was like, you have a duty to represent Australia at Chopes because yeah. you are, I think, the most winningest surfer ever there, right? Or you, you and Kelly and Gabe kind of uh, neck and neck? Me, Kelly and Gabe, but I think with my win at Chopu, I overtook Gabe. Mm. And so, yeah, I do feel like I have a duty for Australia there. Like, I, I, if I... That's a big word. I duty. know, but like, I, I feel like it's something that I can do and that I need to throw 
my hat in the ring there because if I make that selection, then then for sure I'm I'm I feel that I'm in with a shot. Mm. Um, and it's not against anyone else. It's just that I have a confidence there through lots. Of, it's not to say I can't lose. It's just to say I feel very good there, and I feel like Australia deserves a fucking medal at that wave. And if it wasn't me, I think Jack Robbo. That's my. That's my. I. I. I want. I'd love him to be my partner oh, there, man. Mate. You could. We could go gold and silver. I swear to God, man, it would be. Oh, you giving me goosebumps, mental, mental, mental. Imagine that, the Aussies, <laughs> gold and silver, oh, the here Olympics. Bring the skin. Here we go. Oh. Um, yeah, man. Well, uh, it's like far out. What about? What are you making of the tour next year? It's uh, that there's been a huge generation shift. I think um, Jules retiring mm-hmm. really like I think it's sort of bigger than it's been made out to be you know, you know, Mick obviously uh, leaving the world tour and Parker and that whole Cooley kids thing moving on it was you and Julian uh, Jack Freestone and, and, and that next cluster were the, were the guys to take that mantle mm-hmm. and now Julian's gone uh, and we're seeing Jack Robbo and, and you know this next Australian push come through but the big dogs are all you know mid-twenties uh, John, John, Gabe, Felipe, Italo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones who are, who are battling it out. But, yeah, I mean, how do you see it playing out? What sort of surfing is gonna is it going to take to win a world title next year? I think, you know, with myself getting a, a wild card, I feel that, you know, my surfing is not too far old and not, and not too inexperienced. So I have the experience. I'm still in the zone as you're far as... You're in your prime, mate. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm in the zone where I, if I put it together, I can really put it together and still perform really well. And in saying that, there has been a massive generational shift. But I also look at a lot of the guys that did fall off. I'm talking... There's a couple or three kids to them. You know, there's a lot of kids involved. And last year was a really tough year for people with kids uh, with COVID and being away from their families and I think that could have had a thing to play with mm. Julian's retirement and he speaks about wanting to spend time with his family and whatnot. Um, and I, I, maybe Jules will be back don't know so um, well, he'd, he'd pretty you'd imagine he'd breeze the, the regionals and then hit the hit the challenger in the, the, the way that it's set up now being able to qualify in a single year very doable is so doable um, yeah I think we'd love to see it but uh, totally. yeah mate so uh, who, who do you see winning the world title uh, or, or your biggest threats to it. I mean, it's obviously that top four, but I ha- we've never seen a John John and Gabby toe-to-toe battle. Uh, and John John's sort of never really been in good form or he's been injured when, you know, someone like an Italo, for example, comes out of the gates just firing. Mm. So uh, if all five of those guys are fit and, um, you know, surfing at their best, holy smokes, fireworks. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fireworks for sure. And, and, and for me, like, I just also just want to throw Jack Robbo, Jack Robbo yeah, in there, 100%. you know? And I think a lot of Aussies may have overlooked what he did last year with that Mexico win. There has been a lot of talk about a lot of people for a very long time. And he produced. He got the win. And what does that do? Like, you know yourself, getting your first win. It's, like, how much does it change your, your attitude? It's massive. It's mm. huge. Like... There was, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, talent and there's a lot of talk about all these different people coming up and I was just really proud to see him actually go and get that win. And, you know, it it just felt like a real, for me, like I felt like it was a real strong Aussie moment and I just, I congratulated him in that way too. I was like, mate, like 
you did it. Mm. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of people out here that could have had their win by now, and you got it. And I was just want to make that's a point. That's pretty of that. awesome, yeah, man. Pretty and I mean, you look at the tour schedule. Yeah, oh, it's it's the impressive thing about Jack Robbo for me is the intent. Like that's it. it, it he's not paddling out or holding back. Going, oh, I'll I'll get my. You know, I'll go. I'll get. I've got my waves that I want to get a result at, like pi- pipeline chopper. He won at Mexico. Yeah, yeah, and he surfs every heat, like a two foot heat. I don't know if it's the Bemrose factor or whatever, but fuck, he's got some fizz in his engine. Yeah, he's, he's a mad fizzer, isn't he? He's a fizzer. <laughs> the Bemrose factor for sure. Oh, <laughs> baby mate, crikey, what a what a surf coach. Yeah, but I think it's going to be red hot, man. The tour is going to be red hot, and I'm um, yeah, I'm backing it. Uh, it's going to be a sneaky dark horse there for sure. I think so. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, look, I think, you look back at Parker, you know, he got to that age, you know, he'd been on tour for quite a while. And he went, you know what? I deserve one of these. It, and it, I, I think I had the scare last year where if I've nearly lost this. I'm nearly out of here. So I think that's going to fuel the fire. So That's a good takeaway. I think it's going to be sneaky. Those guys are going to be hard to beat, but I, just, I think he's got a few extra motivation bit extra motivation there to, to you, go that next level. You only need to be top five. Like you, you don't have to be number one at the end of the year. you just yeah. got to get into that top five That's and then right. it's just a one-day throw it all at the wall and see see how it goes. Pretty piss weak if you ask me. Uh, Squidstagrams wants to know, when will Vaughn follow Kingo's ultimate steez and grow out the scullet? <laughs> Fucking letting down the team, man. Yeah, man. The scullet, you gotta you got to run that thing. Let that thing flap. <laughs> <laughs> flap. <laughs> oh, that is gold. Dog. Oh, sorry. This is from Jackson Ryan. Owen, has everyone been nice and respectful with their questions so far? Shalom. <laughs> How's that for a question? Takes the time to write a question. He goes, I hope everyone's been respectful. Yeah, how are you enjoying the swelling of questions? I like it. Who do you think's winning? You or I them? mean, they've been on point, man. It's like you ask, they're asking the questions that they, no one's like beating around the bush. They're going straight to the subject they want to know. Are you here? Are you here for a title? Are you here to win chopes? You need to win chopes. Mm. You know, like what do you... You know, are you here for the gold medal? Does it surprise it's, you how much, like, how much of an interest people have in your life and your career? Because, uh, like, these questions are really specific. They're bang on, man. Yeah. They're bang on. So, yeah, hats off to them. Get back on protection, your mat. All right, this one's from uh, SAC, S-A-A-C. Hey, big O, dog. Uh, I was wondering what your thoughts and perspectives are on doctors and physicians, etc. after your head trauma. We have all had a doctor tell us something that isn't possible and not recommended and won't mend or get back to 100%. Is this something you encountered? Do you think it's common? Uh, it feels like positive people in the medical world are like little rare nuggets of gold hiding underground. Big love, keep whacking it, peace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it, it is, it, it's, it's a common thread in a lot of stories of people who have had a, a pretty heavy injury, isn't it? Like people, mm. the first thing they hear, which I don't know how healthy it is, is like, look, you, you might not walk again, you might not fucking talk again you might not see again you might not hear again mm. uh is it is it a, is that just them being uh sort of i don't know telling you hard truths or is it irresponsible or how to, like it's it's a hard thing to hear something so heavy when you're just coming to and actually starting to realize the gravity of an an injury or a trauma yeah look you know my experience was um it's it's with brains in itself i think there's still a lot of question marks i think they still go he he might recover he might not and and they don't know um 
I don't think they have all the answers. I, I definitely had to sift through the physicians that I wanted to see. Um, so I would kind of treat it like a, you know, like if you're going to get a house renovation done, go get your three quotes, you know, and pick the one that you kind of fit the best with, you know. And, and I, I kind of had that, that approach to it. And, you know, I had ones that wanted me to do this and... You know, my team weren't quite happy with that. And then there was another one that this one really fit. And it was like, nope, we're going to get through this year. And then we're going to get you back to tour because part of your recovery is to regain your life. And, and that made sense to me. I was like, if I lose surfing, then I've got a lot more to deal with than just a recovery. Like, I've, you know, I've got to reshape my entire you know, being and mental state and all that. So, so this guy was like, no, we're going to get you. He was the nugget. He was the nugget to me. So yeah, I I think it's, I think it's a good question. And I'd say, look for the nuggets, man. They are hard to find, but definitely, definitely cast the net. You know, Mm. don't, don't just go to the one bloke and, or one chick and hear what you, hear what you're told. Did you get told? Like, it's just with a brain injury, there's so much unknown. Mm -hmm. Like it is, did any doctor actually say to you, look, this is irreversible, irreparable, you're not going to get back to 100%? Well, yeah, I got told five to 10 years, you, we don't know if you will <sighs> recover. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was daunting to hear. But, um, and then I got to the, the professor in Oz and it was my pot of gold. He said, we're going to work you back there. And it took years, but I was back in my life. I had my problems, mm. but my life was going. You know, and that was, you know, that was, um, that was the part of it is that I was regaining function and it's, and, and I think that's what you've, you know, I cast the net. I didn't just listen to what I first got told. Dog. Oh, sorry. Come on to hear from Milby, WSL's finest. Uh, best post event rap party you've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. New York. That must have been. Nah, New York was on. insane. Jamo pulled on. Like he was running some clubs over there and um, he put on this night for us and got all these like, so this is New York, like we're some surfy bums, man. Like I've got branded rip curl all over my shirt. I'm, I'm probably in joggers or something and jeans, you know, and like the rest of the boys are just like sunburnt and crusty and they take us to this rooftop at the standard hotel and like... They get us all in, like all of us. And, man, we got stopped at the front and they were like, we're not letting these guys in, man. And, like, we were, you know, we're just pretty grot looking. Like, this is, like, upper class New York. And um, he pulled some strings, man, and threw on this do that was just, like, no other rooftop looking out all over New York and just, like... In the city. In the city, man. Like, looking... Like, the place to be, there was a... um, One of the... One of the modelling agencies had their um, their model party on that night as well, and they were just off to the side. But we had the best part of the whole joint. Like it was just, it was yeah, it was insane. How long did that party go for? Yeah, a few days. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, your era at Linz is fucking party central, man. Is that responsible? Is that why your surf career never took off? Because the uh, the good times just rolled a little too too good. Uh, possibly, mate. Possibly <laughs> that that lack of talent, mate. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. We were talking downstairs before about your superstition. Yeah, that's you've, odd. You've, you've got like surf superstitions. I, I find them endlessly fascinating. Uh, yeah. All athletes have their own little ticks and weird things. Yours is cooking three eggs and not breaking any yolks. And not breaking a yolk, man. Honestly, you can. My mum will tell you this. If I broke a yolk, 
it's a freaking bad day. How man. long is this? La- how long is this been going I'll, on? I'll like hit the pan on the stove, like fuck, and just like knock it off. The, <laughs> like I'm, I'm really annoyed, and it's just like something now that like it happened for a while, and there's sometimes where I'll try and beat it. Like I'm like, no, no, don't let it affect you. Don't let it affect you. But it's like it's just in me now. Like I'm, I'm fucked from it. <laughs> it's my superstition. Man. How long? How like when? When did you first start cooking eggs? And oh mate, it's since from from since I've been on tour. Yeah, it's been like this. I started cooking eggs young, right? Because obviously there's lots of kids in the family. You need to get yourself some food. You go on and learn how to cook eggs, right? Um, and I was a vegetarian too, so the eggs are the only protein that we had. So that's kind of where it came from. And yeah, I don't know why this a broken yolk would just melt me, man. <laughs> it just get to me. And uh, still now, if it's a comp day and I broke it, I just don't. I'm like, nah, I'm not eating eggs. Like I block it out. No, I wasn't even cooking eggs today. I'm gonna eat cereal and just leave it. Fucking that is all time, mate. Hope you get the lot, you dog. Well, listen, uh, that's it from the Swellians. Swellians versus Owen Wright. I think, I think you won, mate. <laughs> Swellians went well though. There was a uh, lot There's of good questions, questions there, and yeah. uh, thanks to everyone who, who sent in. And uh, thanks, Linz, for having us down here. And a big thanks to uh, yeah, Rip Curl and Coopers for. Supporting everything, mate. The uh, the board riders club. Speaking of uh, three day parties, should we hit the Howie Maui right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Good to see you, boys. Catch you soon. Thanks, right. boys. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Dude.